We are the victims here. We are being victimized by a very greedy entity. This is a KNX in-depth instant special. Hollywood on strike. What now? Here are Charles Feldman and Rob Archer. In years to come, this will likely be known as the day Hollywood stood still. There's a crisis in Hollywood. Actors are now joining writers on strike. We'll go in-depth into the impact this will have on the entire entertainment industry and the economy of all of Southern California. And, of course, the writer's strikes already affected a lot of people behind the scenes, both on and off the sets. And now this new strike is only going to add to that. We're going to talk to one person who says his prop business is struggling right now. Starting off our instant special, two actors joining us in studio. Shandalia White has appeared on shows such as American Horror Story and the hit comedy Blackish. And Jeff Torres, he's appeared in the Fox series Pitch, the updated version of SWAT, and played Tarzan in a hit Geico commercial that aired during the Super Bowl several years ago. Both of you, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having us, seriously. I want to begin by getting both of your reactions to this soundbite. This was the uh, CEO of Disney, Bob (laughs) Iger, who was on CNBC this morning. And he was asked about the labor dispute with SAG-AFTRA, and this is what he said. Well, I think it's very disturbing to me. I, you know, we've talked about uh, disruptive forces on this business and all the challenges that we're facing and the recovery from COVID, which is ongoing. It's not completely back. This is the worst time in the world to add to that disruption. Uh, I understand uh, any, any labor organization's desire to... Um, work on the behalf, behalf of its members to get you know, the most compensation, to be compensated fairly based on the value that they deliver. We managed as an industry to negotiate a very good deal with the Directors Guild that reflects the value that the directors contribute to this great business. We wanted to do the same thing with the writers and we'd like to do the same thing with the actors. Shadalia, Jeff, uh, you heard that's Bob Iger again, who is the CEO of Disney. He says this is a really bad time for SAG after to go on strike and join the Writers Guild. Jeff, let's start with your reaction. Well, let's see. Uh, a, a bad time. I wonder like, if he has any concept of anything. When you make $45 million a year, it's really weird to say, oh, hey, you guys shouldn't strike. People are losing money. He's not going to lose his home. He, has a, he, has a, he, he can run Disney into the ground, and he has a golden parachute. Imagine working at any job. You go into a restaurant and you say, hey, guys, your sales have gone down 75% since I started working for you, but I'll take that $30 million severance now, and I'm going to go to another company. So I just hearing this guy talk about it, it just so, it shows how out of touch these people are. Yeah, I was going to say, I think they're just a bit out of touch. And it's primarily because for us, it's a great time for us to strike because if we go forward without the things that we need, it could be the a future of our careers. We may, it's like, why be an actor? Yes. Yeah, it suddenly <laughs> becomes like, a, it's like a, the most expensive hobby in the world. Mm-hmm. If you have a, your parents paying and subsidizing your career, then sure, you can afford yeah, to be an actor. Story. Because you can afford to make, you know, $20,000 working 10 different shows Mm -hmm. which is just not sustainable for a human being that's below the poverty line and it's already been uh it hasn't been sustainable for a while so i feel like we've been compromising for a long time and at this point we're finally putting our foot down because if we don't again 
there's nothing. <laughs> yeah, we're, like, we're going back to jobs that aren't back, paying yeah, as well I, anyway. I, like, what well, did let, I do before this? Like, you got to figure it out. Let me play a little <laughs> bit of devil's advocate here because it's easy to talk about Bob Iger and some of the, the studio heads uh, being out of touch because they do make a lot of money. Sure. But there are A-list actors who are at the yes. top of their field. They make a lot of money, too, sure. and it's very easy for them to go on strike because a lot of times some of them say, I'm taking a couple of years off. I don't feel like doing anything mm-hmm. right now. Sure. It's easy for them. Mm-hmm. But then what a lot of people don't know who are not in the industry that as most of the actors are like uh, like me and charles we work yeah. for a paycheck yes uh We're working actors, working actors work for a paycheck they don't have a lot of money in the bank uh do they maybe feel like sometimes that the A-list actors and the people at the top of the union might be a little out of touch by the same regards that they've got money to afford to be so on strike? Time. I don't think this time. I feel like maybe in, uh, in the past it may have been a little bit more of that feeling, but this time feels different. And It does, definitely. Yeah. I mean, the support from, from the people that have signed the letter that were saying that we're not going to take a bad contract, it made a huge difference to us mm-hmm. because they are not fighting for themselves. And that's yes. something that really has to be clear. This is a labor movement. Yes. I did the math if you're assuming there are a thousand famous actors that you can name off the top of your head that you assume are making a million dollars a year that's point zero zero six two five percent of our union that's ninety nine point nine four percent of our union is working class mm-hmm. just to put that into perspective and they all voted for a strike authorization like our yeah. strike authorization was not just from the celebrities i mean they were like a small little portion yeah, we were the ones we were the main yeah. ones like hey it was the greatest turnout in our in the history <laughs> yeah. of our union of the people it's, that voted. Yeah. 98% of the people that voted when it was a, like 45 or 50% of the union voted. Mm-hmm. That's huge. And streaming, like I said, it's been affecting us in new media. That's been affecting us for a long time. I remember just doing like a commercial back in the day. You can make a living from that. Mm-hmm. One commercial. Now, yeah, right. You're lucky if you get 5,000 bucks. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Well, let me, <laughs> let, let me ask you guys to, uh, we started by having you react to Bob Iger. Let me have you react to this statement. We, of course, did reach out to try to get somebody on uh, our program today representing the producers, mm-hmm. uh, and because they have their own side yes. uh, on this. Sure. Uh, they sent us a statement, and this is what they said. I'm going to read it in its entirety. We are deeply disappointed that SAG-AFTRA has decided to walk away from negotiations. This is the union's choice, not ours. In doing so, it has dismissed our offer of historic pay and residual increases, substantially higher caps on pension and health contributions, audition protections, shortened series option periods, a groundbreaking AI proposal that protects actors' digital likeness, and more. Rather than continuing to negotiate, SAG-AFTRA has put us on a course that will deepen the financial hardship for thousands who depend on the industry for their livelihoods. That is a statement from the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers that they sent us. Mm-hmm. Your reaction? Okay, so I'm just going to go with the AI protections, something that uh, Duncan Crabtree Ireland said in the press conference earlier. Their fair idea of AI is they take a background actor. Those are those are the most rank and file. That They get paid their day-to-day. They make their checks from working day-to-day. Every single day matters to them. These studios were saying, we want to use AI to scan background actors. We pay them for one day. We can use their image and likeness in perpetuity, forever. They work one day. If you're shooting an epic film, you got three months of pay for those people, and now they're saying, we'll pay you once, and we want your image forever, and we can use it however we want. There's no universe where that's fair. 
These people are absolutely insane. Yeah, I, w- I was going to say what equals fair to them. Like, if they had this groundbreaking stuff, I would love to see it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, show and, and, me, yeah. And show me that, what it looks like. Well, and, and our negotiating <laughs> committee was saying it wasn't what they were offering as far as the, the the improvement in our pay wasn't even compensating for for uh, inflation. Yeah. So there, so we would be making the amount that we should be we, that we would have been making in twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah, it's three years now, and then in twenty twenty six, we're still making the same that we should have been making in twenty twenty. That's how much the dollar is worth, and that's how much it's devalued with inflation. So and we huge... all know, just in general, as labor workers in L.A., I mean, we none of us are yeah, making what we, we should make. Yeah, you know New what I mean? Uh, yeah, New Yorkers, <laughs> L.A., we're in some of the most expensive cities in the world, yeah. and they're saying, like, hey, we're not going to pay you so that you can like keep up with the how, the cost the cost of housing in these mm-hmm. cities. It's unbelievable. Yeah. You know, since uh, AI is such an important part of these negotiations, not just for actors, but yeah. also for writers, uh, I did raise the uh, issue with uh, someone yesterday. I said, you know, when they talk about AI replacing actors and writers, obviously they're the most concerned because that's the most immediate way we could see AI replacing somebody's job. Yeah. But I brought up the idea, why can't you take some studio head who makes the decisions exactly. what movies gets made, feed that into an AI, and yeah. an AI can make those decisions based exactly. on these movies were hits, I calculate that this movie should be made because it'll be a hit. So yep. do you think yep. do you think producers will ever feel one day that the, uh, <laughs> the demon of progress is coming for them as well? I, I Listen, so. the robots have been saying it if yeah. you watch yeah yeah if you look, said this. yeah yeah they said it already online, they're like which jobs are more efficient to take and they're like actually those jobs are better yeah. to take. I, like, I recommend to you the uh, old twilight zone episode brain center at whipples i think was the name of the episode where this guy oversaw robots taking over the entire factory and then he was eventually replaced yes. by and robots. Black mirror even i think they kind of yes. piggybacked off that into actual that actual thing yeah and it's just sad it's out there I, and it's weird people it's like it's like uh you know, these people have no idea what right. they're playing with. Mm-hmm. Let, let me ask you both. Uh, I normally don't ask people uh, personal questions about their finances, but I am going to ask you both about your personal finances because, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's, that's Charles in a nutshell right there. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah I love that. I don't usually do this, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it anyway, anyway. And, but I'll tell you why. Uh, I'm going to ask you because. We are going to talk a little bit later in the show mm-hmm. about the enormous impact the strike is going to have, is projected to have, on the economy of Southern California. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm more interested right now on the impact on your economy, Jeff, mm-hmm. and your economy, Chandelier. So let's start with you, Chandelier. Can you withstand financially a prolonged strike? I mean, I'm taking a hit for sure. Like, I'm I'm okay with doing the, you know, taking the hit because it will, like I said, otherwise it will be like, why, why should I even continue being an actor? Mm-hmm. But I definitely will take a hit. I think as an actor, all of us, well, you should. We have to save anyway for, for a living just in general, mm-hmm. <laughs> like just to sustain for the year. So I'm not okay for a long time, but, uh, you know. Jeff? Yeah, uh, I'm living off life savings, uh, and you know this is yeah, the thing. Yeah, how we when, live. Yeah, when, when they're talking about uh, uh, oh, how are they going to survive, we're going to break their will. Artists have had to had side jobs forever. <laughs> forever. You've never heard of the waiter <laughs> like, actor? Is, is that not a do. thing that they ever heard of? That's really weird that they're like, we're going to crush their will to live, and I'm like. 
We all Dude, have like we already nine feel side like jobs. We live in a world where like <laughs> now people pay video games. We've monetized every single aspect of our lives because capitalism is crushing everyone. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 they're like, we're gonna really get them where it hurts. And all it's right, like, uh, right. no, I don't if think we're that's, already hurting. Uh, well, you're... before we uh, take a quick break here, I do want to point out that uh, Charles and I are members of SAG-AFTRA. We work on the the broadcast news and information uh, right. portion yes. of the contract. We're not affected by the uh, TV and theatrical sure. uh, contracts, so we have no interest in that, but we are union members. Now, and we're if, you're, in the, if you're just joining us, yeah. uh, just in case someone is just tuning in, because, I don't know, they've been off doing something. Yeah, what uh, else would they be doing? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, this is a, a, a special uh, instant in-depth uh, program about the uh, writers' strike, and now the sag after strike that's joining the writers, and uh, we are talking in studio with Shondalia White, who is an actress, and Jeff Torres, who is an actor, did I say that? Actor. Then that sound not an actor, yeah, like not, not an actor but an actor. actor. So Who's an actor? They bust into song and, and no, I'm not an actor. I'm just a regular actor. I swear. I'm not. I'm not that. Please don't say that. <laughs> they are. They are both going to stay with us. But when we come back, we are going to hear from the writers' side as that strike has entered month three. Back to a KNX in-depth instant special, Hollywood on Strike. What now? Once again, here are Charles Feldman and Rob Archer. And uh, with us uh, in studio, Shanalia White and Jeff Torres. Right now, we're going to bring into the discussion Jamie Paglia, who is uh, a member of the Writers Guild and Directors Guild. He's also a producer and showrunner who created the sci-fi channel hit Eureka, and his credits also include The Flash and MTV's Scream. Jamie, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. You know, they, they say that misery loves company. I'm guessing, though, that the Writers Guild does not necessarily love the fact that another union has to go on strike and, in effect, join them. Obviously, we wish that the AMPTP would just come back to the negotiating table. I mean, they've left us uh, hanging now for we're entering our, our third month um, and give everybody a fair deal. I don't think any of us are asking for unreasonable things. But uh, this is our sag afters moment, and we stand behind all of our sibling unions uh, as they're beginning you know, this work stoppage. And you know, I think it's really worth noting that uh, the last time that both of our unions went on strike together, we won uh, sort of landmark provisions for both actors and writers, including residuals and pension and health. And those are things that have been vital to both of our our professions uh, that we're, you know, we're still relying upon today. So this is a, it's an historic moment. Uh, Jamie, I'm, I'm not a writer like you, uh, but let me try to inject some drama into this because, you know, drama is good, right? Uh, you know, as well as I do. And also let's, let's imagine, let's imagine a multiverse, right? Which I'm sure you're familiar with where uh, the uh, studios made a last minute deal with sag and sag went home. Well, we got our deal. Everything feels great. Would you, as a writer feel a little left out thrown under the bus twisting in the wind if that had happened and and the sag after did not continue to back up the writers honestly what we all want for each other the reason i think that we have as fran drescher said in her speech unprecedented unity this time is that all of these creative unions want the best for each other's unions and that from the beginning of our strike SAG-AFTRA has been out on the picket lines with us. I mean, they've already been out there with us. And we have so appreciated their support, both literally 
you know, on the street and all over social media. Um, so we want them to get a fair deal. We wanted the DGA to get a fair deal. We want to get a fair deal. So we will stand with SAG-AFTRA until they do. And if this helps all of us get there faster, then fantastic. Jamie, uh, we mentioned in the lead-in to you that you're also a producer, right? Uh, correct, yeah. So, do not, you, not in terms of like being like a part of the AMP. No, no, I, I, is, I, I get oh, that. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I get that. But, but nonetheless, as a producer, I'm wondering if you can see it at all from the producers, in this case, the, the movie studios and TV studios. Can you at all see it from their point of view? I mean, we try to look at this in terms of uh, there is a system that has been working for a very long time. Everybody that participates in this, the people that create the content, the people that invest in the content and air the content have benefited. And this switch to streaming has really completely changed, uh, you know, the machine of uh, the economics of how this all works and has eliminated a lot of. The, the vital things that we have, including residuals, which we don't get in streaming. Um, there is the, the sort of new specter of AI and how that is going to affect people in all of our professions. Um, so I, I think that we need to be looking at the big picture of it and not just the bottom line dollar, uh, you know, today to cut some costs because of some market share issues. So I, I don't see it from their point of view in terms of, uh, trying to make short-term uh you know cuts that are going to have you know a deleterious effect in the long term on the entertain entertainment industry as a whole uh sean lee and jeff uh, the actors in the studio with us today i want to bring you back into the conversation do you as actors taking part now on the sag after strike on the tv and theatrical contracts do you think that this will push uh producers when they do uh come back to the table and 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 some kind of deal is hammered out that this will also help writers and do you think the actors should insist on that yeah, I, mean, I definitely. Yeah, I think absolutely. it'll help uh, writers as well. Mm-hmm. Well, just I mean, being a part it, it, of it. when you combine forces, here's the thing: like you know, they just kicked a a, 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 a nest of hornets that they have no idea. The actors can't advertise their shows anymore. Mm-hmm. We can't talk about the shows that they're making, the movies that they're making. We are withholding our labor from these people, and they're going to see the full force of that. And what's going to happen is, is you know, you asked the question about if we got a contract and then whether the WGA would be sour about that. No, I think we would set a precedent so that they could get a fair contract as well. Yes. And that's what we're doing. This is a labor movement. I want to I want to make it very clear. Teamsters, UPS wants to go on strike. You have people unionizing at Starbucks all over the world. Yes. This is now happening. This is a labor movement. Yes. That has to be the most important thing that we're talking about here. This isn't about us at Hollywood Elite, whoever. <laughs> we're, we're rank and file members. We're trying to make a living. Yes. And everyone all over the world is being crushed by these companies that are making billions of dollars and they're saying oh we can't afford a couple a hundred million to pay you when we can afford a hundred million to pay our ceos that's what's happening and i think our combined forces is is going to put the the, the stress on them and they're going to see they're not the leaders we are the ones that make their value without us they are nothing and well, i like, think well, it's the opposite ahead. way too like uh, the writers if they got a, a really nice contract it would help us as well absolutely sure. uh, but, but let me but let, me yeah, but let me ask you uh jamie because um, you're in the director's guild too right Mm-hmm. Okay, and and uh, Rob and I, to be transparent, we mentioned already at the top that we are both in SAG after, although we're covered by a different contract. To be further uh, transparent, I'm also in the Directors Guild. So my question to you, though, Jamie, is 
why did it seem as if the Directors Guild was able to relatively quickly come up with an agreement to their satisfaction with the studios, but the writers and actors were not? I, we do have different issues. I mean, our, there, there are certain things that are very specific to the Directors Guild um, and to the Screen Actors and the Writers Guild. They were able to get some of those provisions. I personally, you know, I, I identify in my career has been in writing. I have been fortunate enough to be able to direct on one of my shows. Um, and, uh, you know, I supported the, the guild getting what is best for their membership. I personally voted no on their contract because I still had concerns about some of the language surrounding AI. And I do think that there um, was an, a sort of historic opportunity to maybe get more for them and for all guilds if there was more, you know, unity, you know, in collective bargaining. But, um, you know, it didn't, it, it certainly didn't dampen any of our resolve on the picket lines. We don't hold any ill will, but we are going to welcome SAG after out to join us. And but do you, but do you that think, will bring us to an end to this sooner than later. But do you yeah. think the Directors Guild, Jamie, in effect, threw the, writer, the writers and actors under the proverbial bus? You know, I, I certainly am not going to put it that way. And, you know, I think that the, the the unity that we have had overall, especially compared to where we were in the last strike and, you know, 708, um, you know, we're we're breaking down some old barriers, I think, between some of our unions and attitudes that are frankly antiquated. Um, and, uh, you know, we wanted them to get the best deal for their membership. Uh, I, if they are all happy with it, I'm glad that they that they got their deal. Uh, um, Jeff, 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 I think yeah. you were, you yeah. were yeah. not. There are some things in there that will hopefully right. also help our union and both of our unions. But Jeff, yeah. but did you think? Did you think the directors guild threw you guys under the bus? I, I just think like 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 he's saying. I think they missed a huge opportunity to be in solidarity with us because the collective mm -hmm. bargaining of the three biggest unions uh, in the entertainment industry, like simultaneously going, "Hey, we are trying to all get the same deal." I personally had the exact same res reservations about the AI thing that was going in the contract for the Directors Guild, uh, that kind of gives a little bit of a foothold. They, they were uh, talking about generative AI, a very specific kind of AI in that contract, and that doesn't that's not an umbrella statement for all AI protections, right. and that's a huge... I mean, if you're talking about... A, uh, we live in a litigious country. Uh, these, these people are not operating in good faith. They see a foothold like that, and they're going to use that contract, it's, and I worry for the future of directors, yes. to be honest. It's almost similar to how when we started the new media. Yes. It's the exact same thing where the language, you know, lawyers, it's like yeah, yeah. you have that language, you can generalize it and throw everything <laughs> under it as you figure it out, because yep. AI is moving at rapid speed right Right now and that's the big problem where they can it can start off saying that and then they're like oh but that also is this yeah and we don't know what the technology is going to look like, mm -hmm. so so that's a huge, and, I, and yeah, I, I think you are absolutely correct that you guys missed a, a huge opportunity. I don't know, it's weird, because I don't know how, how transparent the vote was, I don't know what the numbers were, mm -hmm. I don't really know exactly what it was for the DGA, but um, I knew plenty of people that were below the line in the DGA that were really upset about it, mm -hmm. that they didn't get the gains, so a lot of directors that are working on hit TV shows, sure, they're going to get their big foreign residual checks, but I mean, that doesn't that doesn't apply to most of, most of the rank and file of your of your union, so that was really disappointing as a, as a member of SAG after I was really disappointed in that outcome but you know I wasn't privy to the exact conversations that mm -hmm. were happening but I mean yeah it, it felt it, it, it sucks it, it, I think it does suck because I think we, we missed an opportunity to be the biggest united front that's ever happened. You know? All right. In the studio with our uh, guests, uh, uh, Jeff Torres there, Sean Lee, a, a white uh, actors. Also we had uh, Jamie Paglia, a writer on the line with us. Back to a and 
next in-depth instant special, Hollywood on Strike. What now? Once again, here are Charles Feldman and Rob Archer. It's the first time both writers and actors are on strike at the same time since 1960. Back with us are actors Jeff Torres and Shondaleo White. Also with us is writer, director, producer Jamie Polea. We want to give our writer a chance to respond because we had some, uh, little, not quite so much, but kind of pushback from one of our anchors here about, about how uh, they felt when the uh, directors uh, made a deal so quickly. And uh, Jamie, you also expressed some of the same concerns about that director's deal. Yeah, again, I, I, I wanted the membership, I want all of these guilds to get what is best for their memberships. And I understand that the Directors Guild of America needed to take a deal that they felt was addressing a number of their issues and bring it to their membership and say, listen, you need to decide whether you think this is good enough. And they did. I had personally some reservations around AI. I think that there were some certain things that they didn't get at all that were non-starters that perhaps if they had um, held out longer and there was collective bargaining with all of us that maybe they could have gotten more. But I don't begrudge them that they, you know, I don't feel like they threw us under the bus. Uh, I feel like, you know, there were certain gains made. Hopefully we can build from those gains. I'm very, you know, uh, uh, excited to support SAG-AFTRA as they begin uh, their work stoppage. And we will be on the line supporting them um, as they transition out here with us and uh, the same way that they've been supporting us during our stoppage. Jamie, let me... uh ask you the same personal financial question I posed to our two actors in the studio. <laughs> there it goes again. Uh, yeah, I mean, you guys, the writers, uh, have been out for three months now. Uh, the actors are just going to go on the picket lines uh, at midnight. Uh, how long can you hold out? Me personally? Yeah, you yeah, personally. I, I, I mean, as long as it takes, I will make whatever sacrifices we have to make. I, these are It's not just about me. It's about the, the writing staff that I have on my current show. It's about all the future writers and all of these unions that collectively make these companies billions of dollars by what we create. You know, in terms of the, or the writers, you know, we're asking for 2% of what their profits are. It, it is a very small percentage of the billions upon billions that they make. But you know there so are, but I there have, are, I, yeah, but there are some, and I'm sure you've seen that. There are some some uh, critics who have already pointed out. Uh, some of them have been quoting unnamed uh, studio sources that the goal of the movie studios is to basically make all you guys, whether it's the writers or the, the or the actors, get to the point where you are so financially stressed that you are so financially hard up that you will come back crawling on hands and knees and take pretty much anything they give you. I mean, I think that was kicking the hornet's nest, you know, to, to quote Jeff. Big I, time. That, that, yeah. that, that, that was showing their hand and how little they respect all of us who literally have created the content that have made them billions of dollars. So if anything, I thought that was the most incredibly egregious miscalculation, putting that statement out. Everybody that I know that was, you know, maybe getting a little tired of being in the hot sun every day showed up in droves. And they were even more ignited. And, you know, I think that if they thought they were going to somehow scare stag into, like, making a deal because, oh, we don't want to have to lose our, our homes and be on strike until the fall. Uh, every actor that I've talked to 
was like, oh my God, we cannot wait to be out there joining mm. you because this is not okay. It, it, it is an immoral thing to say and how to, it's not how you treat employees. All right, you're listening to uh, KNX In-Depth Instant Special Hollywood on Strike. What now? Uh, with us in studio actors Jeff Torres and Chandelier White, also uh, writer, director, producer Jamie Pallia. Back to a KNX In-Depth Instant Special Hollywood on Strike. What now? Once again, here are Charles Feldman and Rob Archer. And we are here with actors Shanalia White and Jeff Torres talking about how the strike is going to impact them and actors like them. Also uh, joining us now in studio entertainment attorney who was just at that uh, SAG after a news uh, conference. And there are many others in Hollywood who could face hardship and are facing hardship due to the ongoing writer's strike. Greg Bilson is president of ISS Group, which provides props to production sets. Greg, thanks for joining us. Sure. So uh, you make your living by selling props or renting props, I guess, to the studios. What happens to your business now? Well, we make rent and sell props to uh, TV and feature films all over the world. And since the writers have gone down, we've cut back 30%. We've gone down to four-day weeks. We've cut down our hours. Because 75 to 80 percent of our revenue pretty much stopped happening. How how long do you think you could hold out? Well, we're already having to address additional cuts with SAG going out today, and we're looking at almost a hundred percent reduction in the sales that we had. So um, this could be a very long strike. I think 2023 is going to be very tough for everybody. How long have you been in business? 45 years, 1977. How were you impacted by the last big strike? Because you were in business then, right? Yes, sir. Um, The strike was very different. This one seemed to be much more um, across the board. The previous writer strike, about 50% of production, both features and TV, still existed. This time around, even the quote-unquote strike-proof shows that had scripts in, they were kind of systematically shut down when the Teamsters were not crossing picket lines and producers were put into a position to where they pretty much had to shut down production. Can your business survive? Greg, you mentioned foreign sales and, and rentals. Can your business survive just on that if need be or no? No. Uh, it's just not enough. And even the foreign sales, we're in the UK, we're in Hungary, those projects will also be getting shut down. So literally, globally, the entire industry is going to come to a screeching halt. All right, we have uh, Jonathan Handel in the studio with us. Uh, I think you were at the uh, news conference today, SAG after Fran Drescher and uh, Duncan Crabtree Ireland addressing the crowd there. Uh, What sounded to us certainly like a very uh, passionate uh, address from uh, Fran. Uh, What was your take on that as as an entertainment lawyer, and how do you think this is going to begin to play out? Well, thank you for having me. It was absolutely fiery. Fran is emerging as a dramatic, high-profile labor leader. She eviscerated the companies in her speech. She also put things in a larger context that this is that they're, they're coming for us and they're coming for you, the civilians, the, the non-entertainment industry people around the country, and that this is a, a moment in history. The difficulty here and is that both sides view this as existential. Labor sees it as existential. The companies 
uh, have three prongs to their business. The theatrical box office is down 25% or more. Uh, the linear television broadcast and cable dying a slow death. The audiences are shrinking. They're aging out of the demographic for advertisers. And as far as streaming goes, to compete effectively with Netflix, which built itself as a worldwide scripted uh, television channel using easy money because they were a tech company and because money was also freer then, money is not, you know, now people are looking for profits rather than growth. And these legacy companies were never treated as tech companies. Uh, it's a very a big conundrum for them. But what labor says to that is, look, if you're going to spend billions of dollars building worldwide platforms uh, with hundreds of millions of subscribers, ultimately, uh, both domestically and foreign, uh, based on our labor and our, our work product, we need sustainable careers, we need fair compensation, and we need not to be replaced by AI. Jonathan, let me ask you to, to in, in light of some of the things you were ticking off about the industry's issues and, and uh, uh, the movie studio's concerns. Uh, we read this statement in the first half of our show. I'm going to read it again uh, because out of fairness, uh, we did ask, by the way, for the uh, Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers to be with us on the program. They did send us a statement, though, and I'm going to read it. And then, Jonathan, I'd like you to address it. We are deeply disappointed that SAG-AFTRA decided to walk away from negotiations this is the union's choice, not ours. Again, this is from the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers. It goes on, in doing so, it has dismissed our offer of historic pay and residual increases, substantially higher caps on pension and health contributions, audition protections, shortened series option periods, a groundbreaking AI proposal that protects actors' digital likeness and more. Rather than continuing to negotiate, SAG-AFTRA has put us on a course that will deepen the financial hardship for thousands who depend on the industry for their livelihoods. That's the statement. Jonathan? Well, that's the standard response from, uh, from management, that you're, you know, you're, going, you're not being reasonable, the union's not being reasonable, you're going into a strike, and you're, uh, you know, you're, you're going to hurt a lot of innocent people. Uh, but the, you know, it's easy to put adjectives like historic in, but we have to remember that we've had historic levels of inflation in the last several years. We have to remember that the pension and health uh, contribution uh, uh, caps, the, the, one of the formula factors based on how much that determines how much is going to be contributed to the benefit plans, uh, have not been increased in 43 years. The union is asking for, inf for increases that reflect inflation. The studios are giving much smaller increases and saying, well, these are historic. Yeah, they're historic because the, there weren't any increases for 43 years. Uh, you know, so what does that adjective really mean? Uh, the AI protections, uh, we don't have as much clarity on that. But again, you know, uh, to say that's historic, AI is, is, a, is an inflection point in history. And so, you know, the devil's in the details. But when I asked the union uh, at the press conference, you know, what would you, uh, you know, how can you make this, uh, this work? Uh, given the, it's such an existential thing for everyone, the response was, you know what? The companies have the money to implement everything that we asked for, and they wouldn't do it. All right. Uh, Jonathan Handel, entertainment attorney, and also our guest, Greg Bilson, president of a group that makes uh, props for production sets, going to be facing a uh, very light uh, workload here coming up. Also in the studio with us, Sean Lee White and Jeff Torres, who are actors. And when we come back, how will Hollywood change? Back to a KNX in-depth instant special, Hollywood on Strike. 
What now? Once again, here are Charles Feldman and Rob Archer. And we are also back with our panel, actors Shandalia White and Jeff Torres in studio with us, along with entertainment attorney Jonathan Handel. Also with us is Greg Bilson, president of ISS Group, which provides props to production sets. Greg, how many employees do you have? We have about 210 employees. How are they going to fare if this is a prolonged strike? Well, we've already cut back 30%, and we're already in discussions to make additional cutbacks. This is going to be very comparable to COVID-like cutbacks when the entire world shut down. The only difference is that the state and the feds are not sending anybody money. Um, This is going to be difficult on everybody across the board. That's a very good point. Jonathan Handel, uh, I know you're not an economist, but you're an attorney. That's the next best thing. <laughs> that's close. close. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, attorneys, attorneys charge a lot, so, so there you go. But but uh, let me ask you, though. I mean, hearing what Greg just said, which is really interesting and a very good point, that his industry and a lot of industries in Southern California, not just props and, and, you know, catering services, but a whole, I mean, you can almost not even think of all the different kinds of businesses that are going to be impacted by this strike. And to Greg's point, Jonathan, this time, unlike in the pandemic, there's no federal relief money coming. This is a, a enormous, going to be an enormous economic shock to Southern California, isn't it? Well, it absolutely is. And I actually do have some numbers for you, surprisingly. Oh, ah, you see? All right. There, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you to I knew it. Nice, and, nice, nice. Uh, I actually was an applied math major as an undergrad, uh, ah. so it, uh, it helps. Uh, you, never, you never know when. Um, the economists have not weighed in on this strike yet. Or, or, or the dual strike now. But uh, the strike 15 years ago, the Writers Guild strike, uh, the estimate was a $2 billion impact and uh, a 100-day strike. That's $20 million a day. And if you uh, adjust that for inflation, you're at close to $30 million a day. So that's sort of the, the, the rough number that I'm going with in terms of the impact. Now, you know, why is that and how does that work? Uh, you know, someone who isn't working, a writer who's not working, an actor who's not working, a director or a crew member who's not working because there's nothing being produced, even though they're not on strike. Uh, the dollar that they don't receive is a dollar that they don't spend at a local restaurant. And when enough of those dollars at the local restaurant aren't spent, w- one of the waiters has to get laid off. And that, that then becomes a dollar that that waiter doesn't spend on new clothing or on flowers or on you know, whatever it is that that person might... A- acting do classes. classes. Right. Acting classes. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. There's a certain overlap there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's right. And then the, the people who teach acting classes are not spending as much money. Yeah. And the restaurants that are in the vicinity of uh, the studios that, that you know, and uh, production oh, yeah. locations, yeah. they're particularly hard hit. And we've all, we, we're hearing from our other guests, of course, about prop houses and direct suppliers in the industry. But it's it's all it's all of that. It's a it's a network and it's a ripple effect. So it is really difficult, and and it's particularly noticed in Los Angeles, in New York, 
and also to some extent in Atlanta, mm. which is a major production yes. center. All right, let me uh, let's give the last words to our actors who are on the front lines of this uh, strike. Now that SAG-AFTRA will be going on strike uh, as of midnight, uh, do you guys talking about the federal and state is not going to be giving you money like during the pandemic? Do you yeah. guys have access to any funds uh, for uh, the people who really don't have a lot of resources right now? Going out on strike could be devastating for them. Do those kind of actors have any resources that they can draw on? Uh, actually, there are a few. The I Actors know, Fund, right? Yes, Isn't the it? Actors yeah. Fund is one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also entertainment funds. Uh, yeah. There's, there's a, one that I think it's uh, a- a- MPTF, not to be confused with the AMPTP. <laughs> MPTF Fund, uh, Motion Picture Tele- Television Fund. Is that what it is? Motion Picture Television Fund is yeah. what it is. Uh, it's a, it's a, uh, I'm a part of them. They are fantastic. They help people uh, that are in the entertainment hardships. industry have yeah through hardships, mm-hmm. whether it's medical, whatever. Also, uh, there is an unemployment clause, I believe. The law, uh, Jonathan would know more yeah. of this. Let but us know, uh, there's an unemployment like clause that there is. If your union is on strike, you can file for unemployment. Mm-hmm. So it's unclear actually, but I think I hope the union will be providing guidance. And let's not, also not forget the union will have a strike fund. Absolutely, right. yeah. And, and and there are other funds that are that that uh, have been kind of fundraised for all people in inter- entertainment. So yeah, that's the other thing too. It's like we we have solidarity with each other. We're taking care of each other. Yes. This isn't just like every man for themselves. There's this unified thing that is actually incredibly heartening. And the studios don't seem to understand that what they just did is united this entire workforce to be like, oh, you need help? I'm going to help you out. We're all weathering this together. It's mm-hmm. not just, oh, we're going to struggle and it's too bad for it's us. It's a full labor movement. It's a full labor movement. Mm-hmm. And we all have each other's back. And that's what they really did not like count on. So that's something that I think we, I think we will be It's just different we'll this fine. time. And yeah. It's going to be hard. It's going to be all, hard, but we're, we're going to figure gonna it out. We're going to do it like the and pandemic. We're resilient. Yeah, we're resilient. Yeah. Well, and next, <laughs> and next year, what, what are, what the are crew your... contract is up. IOTC's yes. contract. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. contracts are up. That's yes. right. What, what do your families think about all this? Are they worried? They must be. Of course, yeah. My family has. I didn't go on a family vacation because of it. Same. <laughs> I, had, I was going you know, to Mexico literally yeah. yesterday, and I canceled I my was flight. Like, yeah. yeah, let's see what we're doing. Let's, you know, I might have to use that money. <laughs> well, uh, we certainly had a full house today. On KNX and Depth. I don't think this many people have been in the studio together with us, Charles, in quite some time. Since uh, creation. Since creation, yeah. I think. And, and <laughs> now, I don't remember back that far, but Charles, you do, yes. and I appreciate your uh, input on that. Uh, but we want to thank all of our guests who are here with us today. Greg Bilson, president of a company that makes uh, props, our actors in the studio, uh, Sean Lee White, Jeff Torres, and also our good friend, uh, entertainment attorney, uh, Jonathan Handel. That has been it for KNX in Depth Instant Special Hollywood on strike. What now? We'll be back tomorrow at 1 p.m.